Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad on the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today's podcast is part of our Lesson from Lasso series, so if you're short on time, when you hear that Ted Lasso theme song, you can skip ahead a minute and get right into the pod. Apple TV's Ted Lasso show has been very popular, and a lot of what we see on the screen gives a glimpse of life at a football club. Being around a professional team for some 25 years, I thought I would offer a chaplain's perspective on some of what we see in each episode. There are some great lessons to be learned, whether you're a person of faith or not. You might be an athlete, a coach, or simply a fan of the beautiful game. I think you're going to find a lot of clever and creative wisdom in this series. Thanks for joining us today. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle. And what a goal. What a goal. There's another issue that's been brewing in episode nine of season one. And today I've entitled this lesson from Lasso. Tough talks. AFC Richmond are on the brink of relegation. If you're not familiar with what that means, it essentially means a lot for fans and players of European football soccer. To be relegated means your club goes down to a lower division. It's like a punishment for not doing well in the league. There's usually less money from sponsorships and television rights, less opportunity to build your brand or be financially rewarded, and usually there's less appeal for the team. Coach Lasso is faced with a quote-unquote tough talk. The team's longtime captain has been flailing a bit. Roy Kent is older. He's lost a step or two out on the pitch. Lasso has told him publicly that he has his back, but even Lasso's other coaches on the team are at odds with his decision to keep the struggling player in the starting lineup. We watch midway through the episode as Kent sits alone in the empty stadium. Enter Coach Lasso, who sits right next to Roy and he makes an attempt to start the tough conversation. His initial probe of a question, how are you doing, is met coldly and coolly with Roy saying, fine, you? You can tell that Lasso is reeling a bit to figure out where to go next or what to say next. I saw this video online of a kitten and a little baby chicken becoming friends and just hanging out together. It was, well, let me show you. It's perhaps the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard from Coach Lasso and it doesn't work. And Lasso fesses up. Every time my mom tried to talk about something tough, she'd start with something weird or overtly nice. If you've ever had a tough conversation with someone, perhaps you can sympathize with Lasso at this point. It is a struggle bus sometimes. And Roy Kent isn't too fond of the whole approach. His reaction is to storm off. And later we see Kent at girlfriend Keeley's house. Keely can tell something is the matter. She has her own methods for having the tough talk, including having Roy hold a pillow as he talks about what he's struggling with. Well, it's all a little bit longer of a setup to ask the question, what's the right way to have these tough talks, to have these tough conversations, you know, the courageous conversations, if we want to call them that. And the older we get, the more responsibility that we start to have in life where it's going to be more frequent that we have to have these tough talks. Now, they could be, you know, if you're in football, it could be with a teammate, could be with a colleague, a coach, 
Uh, later on, it could be a family member, a friend, or any other number of situations. How do we approach a tough conversation that we need to have with someone? I want to quickly say, I don't think Lasso's way or even Keeley's method is the right way. Lasso uses absurdity, or we could say humor as a distraction. Uh, Keeley begins with humor, but she's got a better sense that uh, Kent's pensive mood is about something deeper. Now, absurdity and humor, they tend to be deflections, uh, a reflection of our own uncomfortableness in the situation, in the moment. And it's okay that we feel uncomfortable in such a moment. I think we have to learn to grow and gain confidence for having these courageous conversations. But I want to share with you today a few principles from scripture that I believe might be helpful when we're faced with the tough talk. Now, the first step, of course, I believe most helpful is to pray. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, the Apostle Paul writes, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Two things I want to point out here. First, the encouragement for us is to be non-anxious. If you try having a courageous conversation with someone and you bring in your own anxiety, we're just going to add to the difficulty of that conversation. We need to enter in and approach with a sense of peace and calm. Well, how do we get that? It talks about that. It talks about going to God and the promise that we have is the peace of God will be part of it as we bring these things before God in the form of prayer. The second thing is, is related to it. It's the way that we pray, the outcome, the potential outcomes. Our own prayer should have an aspect of thankfulness or gratitude. Now, God's not some vending machine where we show up, deposit some money, and retrieve what we're after. There's a relational, not transactional thing that happens between us and God. And I think we have to model that for the people that we, we enter into these conversations with, with. If we want to be good with people in the tough talk moments of life, we need to make sure our relationship with God is in order. The outcome of all of this is that you and I, as we, as we seek to be well-prepared through prayer and a right relationship with God, is we're, we're going to have this co courageous conversation with someone, and there's going to be an unexplainable peace that kind of settles in. And one that stabilizes. And as Paul writes, it, it guards our hearts and minds. You know, sometimes we get into these tough talks. I've been in them and, and you feel unnerved. You, you freeze up or you feel like you're going to freeze up like Lasso does in the scene with Kent. We stammer, we stutter, we aren't sure what to say. Now, I'm not saying you're never at a loss for words in a, in a particular moment, but in those moments, the encouragement and, and even my own practices, I start praying. I pray silently and internally and, and I pray quickly. Lord, help me listen right now. Give me the words to speak. Show me the right moment to speak those words when it's right. Well, another principle I want to share from scripture that I believe helpful when we're faced with these tough talks is to use some of the form and function from Matthew 18. Now, Matthew 18, chapter 18 in, in the gospel of Matthew is about someone who sins against us or hurts us. And it gives a pattern for dealing with people close to us, how to approach them, how to work through a situation. So let me try to quickly summarize the pattern. I, I think I've shared this in other places. First, first step, approach them alone. Lasso does this. He goes to Kent, right? He tries to, to talk with him. And, and scripture tells us if you can win them over, great. If not, move on to step two. Second, second step, approach them with one or two other trusted people. In Lasso's case, if Kent can't hear him or be convinced in the stadium, 
then maybe asking him to come into the coach's office with Coach Beard, Coach Nate, have that conversation. The, the responsibility still falls to Lasso, but the presence of one or two others can, can be a buffer, can offer support, comfort, accountability, and a few other benefits. Matthew 18 goes on to say, if someone doesn't respond to those first two steps, then bring the person before the whole group. In this case, it would be bringing Kent before the AFC Richmond team. And Kent kind of does this. He kind of calls it out a little bit from time to time. He calls out Tart. He calls out Kent. So that's a plausible next step before a final step would just be say, hey, we're done here. So I know I've gone on. I've been a bit longer in this lesson from Lasso. But friends, I really feel like the Bible gives us practical ways for handling these tough talks, these courageous conversations. And there's more wisdom to be found in the pages of God's Word. I've just shared two two things that I think might bring a, a little bit of insight and guidance into the tough conversations that you need to have. Remember that uh, at the next time you're faced with a tough talk, let me encourage you, the, the videos about kittens and little baby chickens isn't going to help move the needle. Make prayer a priority. Make sure that you create an environment and you have the support needed for those tough conversations with others in life. Make sure that you're in right relationship with God and he'll give you that peace. He'll help you in as, as we walk well with God, he'll help us walk together right in relationship with others and, and help to have these conversations and win people over and win them to see maybe a, a better or a good point of view, a, a better direction for going. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline. <laughs>